Gregoire et Dan Beeston, Sartus Caledorum Medioscire. story from Brian Dunning about zombie powder. We ask what it's like to live on a donut. We find out about the most convoluted way to defend psychics. And we learn about the return of the woolly mammoth. Happy New Year! Okay, so what is the weirdest thing you've ever researched over the hundreds of podcasts you've made? The weirdest thing I ever researched? Mm, Well, the weirdest things I don't bother to research. Okay, I think how about how about the zombie powder? Oh, zombie yes. powder was very cool. So what's zombie powder again? Okay, you know uh, you know the sushi that uh, that you eat and you might die if you eat it. Oh yeah, yes, uh, yes, 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 the uh, the blowfish, one. Yeah, food, yes, yeah. One. yes. Comes from uh, comes from uh, the 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 puffer fish or whatever. Yeah, oh, okay. and it's, it's also the same yes. thing. It's called tetrodotoxin is the stuff that's on there, and it's a neurotoxin, so it affects your nervous system. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that you can get from some of those poison frogs that you mm-hmm. might rub an arrowhead onto and then shoot it into somebody. So, uh, the, is that what you the, Americans do? Is that, is that what you guys, wow, I didn't realize that was an American thing. That's some things you learn. That's how you vote in six of the 50 states. <laughs> Last man standing. Shoot, who can, shoot the one you don't like. That's right. So, the, Brian Dunning says, shoot your politicians. You've heard it here first on Smart Enough to Know Better. So some some grad student had gone down to Haiti, and he figured he was going to get to the bottom of this whole zombie powder thing. Mm. And he collected zombie powder sold by, uh, what do they call the, I forget what they call the zombie. Voodins, I think. Are they Voodins? Voodins? I don't remember. There was a name for them. But he talked to a number of these guys, traveled around, and bought the zombie powder, and he took it back, and he analyzed to see what's in it and all this stuff. And he found that it was so widely varying that, uh, Mm. you know, everyone made their own different kind of zombie powder. There was no consistency to them at all, except they all had tetrodotoxin in them. So the thing with tetrodotoxin, what it does, it's a a neurotoxin, so it interferes with your nerves. It stops all of your muscle function. So... You can't. You lose your voluntary muscle function, but you also lose your heart and your lungs. That you're awake. So you're aware when it's happening. Yeah, you're awake. You're Ugh. conscious. Just you stop breathing, and your heart stops pumping. Oh, this is like when you get done with a blue ring octopus too. Oh, is it? Is yeah. it? I, I don't know. Yeah, blue ring octopus. Yeah, you, you're totally paralyzed. And I had this story about these lifesavers. This kid was just stiff as a board and they're doing CPR and, and after a while after ages that one of them was like oh just give it up uh, this kid's dead and the other guy's like no we better keep going in, until the emergency services get here and they keep going and they find out later that the kid could actually hear them having that discussion oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> now living in Australia you might not know Brian but living in Australia we have I think out of the top 10 most venomous animals or poisonous animals oh, gee, we, I've we have never this yeah, oh, that, hang on a minute that sounded like sarcasm <laughs> I've never heard Aussies boast about their poisonous snakes and spiders. <laughs> we're, we're very proud about really? how our animals that are as big as a teaspoon can take <laughs> out your bears. That's right. It's the whole. I think it says it's the whole once again the America versus Australia thing. It's we're tiny but deadly. That's what we are. That's what we are. Damn it! You don't want to get a, you don't want to get an Australian in a room with a lot of Americans because we'll bite and then it'll pass through. Sorry, I, I, I've <laughs> stepped in on, in on the middle of your thing. So yes, we were discussing. Frogs and and this the, powder. The, yeah, the powder. Yes. So, so your, your your involuntary muscles give up, but you're still awake. Yeah, that's right. The, the main story that everyone talks about with zombies is this one guy who 
stumbled into a hospital back in the 70s. Clarvius Narcisse was his name. And Clarvius Narcisse, he, he appears to have been put on zombie powder. All of the muscle functions stop. He dies. He's dead. They certify that he's dead. They put him in the morgue. He's frozen for three days. The family comes and picks him up. They take him and bury him. And then 20 years later, suddenly he comes walking down the street and says hi to his sister. Wow. Okay. That's, and yeah. and, and so, the, so later. Wow. You, can look, yeah. you look really different in 20 years. <laughs> so everyone has just bought this story mm. at its face value, and they've tried to explain it away with this tetrodotoxin. Well, okay, suppose he was laying there. Maybe they had him on life support. Evidently, he was able to stay alive long enough. And when he was in the coffin, don't they he, autopsy he, you? Don't they cut you open? And, and they, do... they didn't. They didn't do that in this case. Ah. But what what his story was? He he comes down the street and he tells his sister, "Hi, I, I haven't seen you for a while." And he says <laughs> he was conscious the whole time he was in the hospital, conscious. The whole time he's laying in the morgue, conscious at the funeral, conscious in the coffin. Oh. And then some guys came and dug up the coffin, pulled him out, gave him some kind of an antidote, beat him up, and then dragged him and made him work on this sugarcane plantation. And all the other zombies are there working with him, too. They're basically just working as slave laborers. They were kept high on some drug the whole time. And then one day they had a, a zombie revolt, and they <laughs> rose up against their captors, and they all escaped. And he'd been living somewhere ever since. So they're trying to explain this story with the tetrodotoxin. Would it have been possible for him to stay conscious and alive during all this time until they came and dug him up out of the grave? Mm. It must be true, because here's his death certificate. Certificate. Here's all the documentation from the hospital. Here's the documentation from the funeral house. Mm. And here's the guy. Is he's still alive today? You can go and talk to him. Sure. And he's been on TV shows and everything. So I'm researching this and saying I don't I don't buy this, but mm. uh, you know I can't find anything wrong with it until you look, of course, further than the TV shows go. And there's <laughs> quite a simple explanation for what actually happened in the Clarvius Narcisse case. If you were a local resident, uh, you could get into the hospital for five bucks. If mm. you were from outside of the local area, it was prohibitively expensive if you're a poor Haitian. Mm. And some guy who was a poor Haitian used Clarvius Narcissus ID ah. and simply checked himself <laughs> into the hospital right. saying, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm Clarvius Narcissus. Here's here's my here's my Social Security number. Right. Now cure me if I he, he, he had some kind of cancer or something. It, it wasn't relevant to the zombie powder. <laughs> And he died. And the, his family came and picked him up because they heard it was Clarvius Narcisse, and they, they yes. took him and buried him as Clarvius Narcisse. Clarvius himself, where was he all this time? Mm. Well, he had gotten a bunch of women pregnant. He had a bunch of bad debts. He was kind of the black sheep of the family. <laughs> and he had, he had disappeared some months before anyway. <laughs> He had the law after him, I mean, and he'd just been living basically in hiding under some fake identity somewhere else all of these years. He was just basically a scumbag. This worked out perfectly for him. Great. Everyone thinks I'm dead. Yeah. I'm not going back to that time any anytime soon. Until 20 years later, he realized he could make, yeah. make a lot of money he, he, out of it. He, apparently, the guy just had a change of heart and uh. wanted to reconnect with his family and figured enough time had gone by that the, you know, the debtors weren't going to be after him anymore. And that's that's <laughs> all that happened. There was There simply was no mystery. It was just people kind of wanting to draw the lines and connect the dots and make this zombie story true. So whether anyone has actually survived a tetrodotoxin attack from a zombie witch doctor... <laughs> uh, we can live in hope. Is, we can live in hope, Brian. We can live yeah, in hope. There's still no clear... Uh, that, that I'm aware of, there's still no clear proof that anyone has succumbed and, and come back to life because either you're going to get an insufficient dose to do anything to you or you're going to die. It's really unlikely that the voodoo witch doctor is going to give you exactly the right dose <laughs> to knock you out for three <laughs> minutes. They're a doctor, Brian. They're damage. a doctor. They know what they're doing. They must have gone to voodoo <laughs> medical school for a long time. 
<laughs> or at least had a lower jump into their body and teach them voodoo medicine. But of oh, course, that's I, a fun soap opera. That's a <laughs> voodoo like medical voodoo hospital. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, so they love to kill. No, uh, I was just thinking. Now, Dan, the the moral of the story is, of course, don't, zombies don't exist. No, no, and uh, no, that's don't, the moral. That, that's the, Brian Dunning. That, no, 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 telling no, no, you that's that a, zombies don't exist. He, he didn't say that at all. He just said that the uh, tetrodotoxin zombies don't exist. It's a very different thing. What, it, what the moral I got of that Dan was don't meet women for five thousand dollars and then marry them because all sorts of terrible things happen to you. That's what I got out of it. <laughs> Wait, what? That's it. I'm, that's, I'm just saying. I wanted to ask you a question. You're familiar with the video game Halo? Yes, I am. And they run around on a giant ring world. Yes. And I, I think there's some other science fiction things where they have a big ring yes. world and Called it probably... Larry Niven's ring world. Yeah, yeah no, I thought it might and, have. And also, um, more importantly, the ones I love, uh, though I'm sacrilege, but I'm going to go with Ian M. Banks has ring worlds in his as well. Oh, right. Anyone who knows me knows my love of the culture novels. And they have these ring worlds. But Larry Nibbins actually sits around a sun. It's so big. It's like a partial Dyson sphere. And it sits around a sun. Where okay. Ian M. Banks ones are just orbitals. Like they're big like rings in space that rotate in space. But they're still in orbit around a sun, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. So they, just, they, they get the day-night cycle by spinning in such a way that its own mass blocks the day and night. And where the Larry Niven one sits literally around the star. So imagine the Earth, the mm-hmm. orbit of the Earth, but... A big racetrack. Yeah. So instead of having a planet, a big racetrack. And then they have these big plates between the racetrack and the star. Then they rotate, which that gives day and night cycle. That makes sense. Ah, okay. We'll put a picture because, by God, it took me ages. When I read that when I was 14 or something, I was like, I don't understand. I'd like draw pictures. and. Well, I was trying to figure out if you were on a big Taurus, a mm. big ring, mm-hmm. um, and it's not, it's not a Taurus particularly. No, it's kind of a squished Taurus. Yeah, Taurus, a Taurus, it's just a big ring. Yeah, it's, it's it's a partial cylinder. It's really a cut. It's a, c- a, c- a cylinder segment. There you go. That's nice way to put it here. Because a torus uh, is a torus is a cylinder that's well, being bent around and boop. So it's, it's rounded, yeah. but it's not a torus. But uh, but I mean, you could, it could be a distorted torus. I mean, I think the one in Halo is a dis- is a torus that's been sort of stretched because it's it's it's, just, it's a big donut in space. It's a donut. Is it but actually, very thin? Is it? Do- oh, okay. It's, it's not, a very it's thin not, one. It's, it's so not, yeah, it looks okay. like a wedding ring. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we're talking about the same thing. We are. Pedantically, I know people will get onto us and say it's not a torus because a torus has to be a fat donutty shape when it's actually flat all the way around. Which which means if you have a cylinder and you just cut a segment of the cylinder out, that's what. That's well, what no, this because ring there would be, be you'd need to punch a hole out through the middle of the cylinder too. No, no. Well, the cylinder is is in, oh sorry, a cylinder which is empty on the inside. Like, yeah, a coke can. Yeah, if you took a coke can and cut it in the center, yeah. segment of the coke can, that's what it looks like. Mm, it looks like a, a wedding not ring. Not a donut. Yeah, but not a donut. Okay, it's not a torus. That's a torus. I, well, I think, but if you got a, if you got a, next week on explaining shapes, oh, <laughs> platonic shapes with smarter and no better, we'll discuss the dodecahedron. At any rate, in these stories, people seem to be able to stick to the donut. Mm. So on the outside of the donut, it makes sense because all the gravity is pulling you towards the center. Oh, but on the inside of the gra- of the donut <laughs> or of the wedding ring, no, 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 it's so no, 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 no it's centripetal force. Ah, well, they, okay, so that's, that's... On the inside of the ring. You, you don't live on the outside of the ring, you live on the inside of the ring. Ah. So it's, and it's spinning. It's spinning in space. Okay, so you could fall off the side. Yes. If you went all the way to the edge of the wedding hey, ring, yeah. you'd go, ah! And then Larry Nibbins, the way you get round is they have mountains, these massive, they call them rim mountains. Rim, rim mountains? I think it's rim mountains. Ah, and right. So you can't, and you, if you try to climb the mountain, in the end, you will get to a point where there's no atmosphere, and you're like, you would die from asphyxiation before you got to the top of the mountain. So you can't go, ah, and fall off. Ah. And in Ian M. Banks' book, they've got control of force fields somehow, and they just put force fields on going, no, nothing falls off. And then, of course, when they get attacked, they, oh, everything falls off. All ah, right. Yeah. 
Well, what if it was just a big ring hmm. the size of the Earth? Yes. But it had the same mass as the Earth. You could be on the outside of it, and the gravity of the ring would sort of equal out and pull no, you down onto I, the I surface. I don't know about that, because the if you had something the size... Are you talking about the size of the Earth or the mass of the Earth? Because the Earth, the Earth has a lot of mass because it's a big sphere, it's solid. Yeah. If you just had something that, that ran, if you had something like a couple of kilometers thick that went round the circumference of the Earth, yeah. that wouldn't have the same mass as the Earth. Even if you what? managed to get a super dense material. But your center of mass wouldn't be in the center of the ring anymore. No, be, because it would be sort of maybe closer it, to your feet. Because maybe it, be, it would drop oh. off at the inverse square. Yeah, the yeah, side, yeah, it would be different. I, I don't know. Part of me is trying to think that maybe the center of mass would be at the center. Mathematically, you'd think of it as a center. That would be that would be the point. But I don't I don't know enough about it. I don't know. I can't honestly say whether the mass would be at the center of the ring. Remember, it's a ring. It's all the way around. So the mass is pulling at all the same points. Mm. I don't know. Uh, well, what about planet Earth? Mm. Is the half of the Earth that's closest to me pulling on me more than the half of the Earth that's further away? Because it drops off in the universe square yes. law, doesn't it? Things that are far away pull on you a lot less. Yes. So if you chopped off the back half, like the back quarter of the Earth, yes. then I'd lose like two kilos. But if you cut out the core of the Earth, I mm. could lose like 18. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Maybe, yes, maybe, maybe. Uh, look, I, I don't know if this helps, but this, it may give an idea. People understand all the matter is pulling on you in different ways. If you put a tunnel all the way through the center of the Earth, yep. you protected it from heat and us, mm. and then you jumped in it, and you plummeted down. So all, all the entire planet is pulling on you, going, come to me, come to me, come to me, and you get mm. pulled. The further you go down, now some of the planet is going, come back, come back, come back, because yep. where you're standing, they're pulling. Once you get to the center, you've got equal force pulling on you either way. But, of course, you've got momentum. So you're still traveling. So you go to the center and you're zooming all the way to the other side. Yep. We're talking about in a vacuum here. So we're mm -hmm. losing no, 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 no frictional loss. Yep. You, you'd go all the way to the other side of the planet. Mm -hmm. You would just breach the other side of the hole. Yep. And you start falling again. Yeah. And you go and you keep voguing back and back and back and forth. And we keep pulling you back and forth that way. It couldn't last forever. There would be some loss of energy. But you, you pendulum basically back and forth between the two. You would just go mm -hmm. to the center and stop. So the mass of the Earth is pulling you through. And as you move through the Earth, it's dynamic. It's a change yeah. of mass behind you. Everything's pulling on you in different points. So I assume if you had... Because we're changing the way... Going back to the idea of having a super dense ring yep. that is now so, at the same mass of the Earth with the same circumference of the Earth, but with all its mass in like a one kilometer ring, let's say, one kilometer yep. thick, that would be a very different gravitational system mm. than a big ball because the mass of the Earth is now in, is in a small slice. What if you had a really, really dense core to the ring? Mm. Could you then walk around the ring all the way around it because the, the main gravity is just beneath your feet no matter where you are? If you took a planet the size of the Earth yep. and, you, and you got it down smaller than its Schwarzschild radius, yep. any mass in the universe, if you compress it down and compress it down, in the end there'll be a radius that it becomes a black hole. Mm -hmm. That's the Schwarzschild radius. Schwarz, Schwarzschild radius? Schwarzschild radius? I call Schwarzschild radius. Yep. And everything can have it, so it makes a difference. Now, for something the size of the sun, it's, it would probably be a couple of kilometers across, 20 k's, like size of a city across, mm -hmm. something. Something the size of the earth, it would be like a ball. I'm, I'm using big guesses, yeah. but it would be something small. So if you took something the size of the earth, crushed it down, and it made a black hole, and then put it where the earth used to be, yep. and then you put a ring around it, yep. that the circumference of the earth, as in a ring around the black hole mm. with the circumference of the Earth, then it would have it would it would be like as if something of the mass of the Earth uh. was sitting where the Earth used to so be. So you could stand on the outside. Uh, yes, that but would be my guess. If, what if you got a smaller black hole and stuck it inside the the band, so you could stand on either side of the band? 
Yes, but everyone would have to have a black hole. You'd have, to have, a, you'd have a ring of black holes. So you'd have a core of black holes. Yeah, that sounds very complicated. Like you'd have a torus-shaped black hole. Yes, with, 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 with a walk. Oh, ouch. Tiny, tiny micro black holes with uh, some sort of platform on either side of it, holding you into position with 1G perfectly. Sure, there must be easy ways of doing this. There is, and that is having all your mass in a planet shape. And a ball. A ball. A sphere. No, steroid, an oblate, oblate steroid. steroid. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's easier. And that's why God did it. <laughs> I had to I had to laugh at this one. This is this was uh it came out recently. It, uh, there was an experiment done to see if people had psychic powers. Oh yes. To see and uh, it was done scientifically like an actual scientific experiment. Yep. Uh, and instead of turning cards up, they were And shown... electrocuting them like in Ghostbusters. Yes. Well, that, that, well that... hang on, like giving them an electric shock. Yes. Cuz electrocution is death by electric shock. Which is a whole that's the Mil- Milbund experiment where they you, you keep firing the electricity until you murder someone. It's the experiment to see if you'll do what an authority figure says. That one. Oh yeah, no, that's, that's a whole, too. That's, a, that's and we all do it. Well, sixty something percent of us will do it till death. Think about that. You go, I'm not like everyone else. Well, you are. Humans weird. Okay, that's not a point. The um, psychic experiment, but they, they didn't just say those wavy lines and circles. Because let's face it, who gives a crap about wavy no emotional lines? response? Yeah, they, they wanted to, they wanted to get a, so they showed they would suddenly show pornography. Because they said, well, you know, whether you are excited by it or horrified by it, yep. you're going to have a quite a visceral reaction. Mm-hmm. And if that's going to make your, your psychic intelligence go, oh, that should be the one that picks up. It's going to be porn. Yeah. It's going to be porn. And so they did this experiment. And, of course, they found that, no, there was no, nothing beyond average, nothing beyond random chance. When it was put forward to skeptics. Um, what about, uh, what about uh, telekinesis? Like in the same experiment where they're like, it's rising up in the air. <laughs> Stop. Rising up. I'll put the, I'll put it, get a hula hoop and pass it from side to side. <laughs> and you can see that nothing is holding it. Ah! Okay. All right. Stop. Okay. Just stop. Sorry. So they're doing this ESP experiment and there's porn involved. And that's not the important part. The important part is the fact that they, they took the experiment. They said, look, once again, once again, we have shown that this, it's no, no greater chance than average. So they took it to psychic kind of people and people who, who say, no, 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 we believe in this. So they said, more results, more results. Mm-hmm. And these people went, ah, ha, ha, but you've forgotten a very important thing. And, and you want to get, you want to know what the important thing was? Uh, that guess? psychics don't really exist and they wasted their time doing the research. <laughs> That's right. What so. was the important thing that they forgot? They, the psychics said that the scientists had forgotten that the scientists themselves were probably psychic. And because they were skeptic psychics, they were using their psychic powers to block the other psychic powers of the people doing the experiments. Are you f***ing kidding me? I am not pulling your leg. That is ridiculous. Uh, they're, they're in, if you don't believe this, ladies and gentlemen, go to the show notes. We've got the, the link there. The psychic said you have to get people who are psychic and know they're psychic and like the idea of being psychic, and therefore when they do the experiment, they will use their psychic powers to promote the psychic powers of the people who are having the psychic powers tested. And therefore ah. they'll get a, that'll, be an, that'll be an averaged out result, and you'd find psychic powers. But then Stuart Ritchie, the man who did the experiment, pointed out, well, there was no experimenters in the room. It was a computer. So there couldn't have been psychic powers blocking the psychic powers of those, those people having the psychic powers tested, because mm. there was no psychic powers because it was a computer, unless... Yep. Unless, Dan... Psychic computers? You said it, man. I'm scared. Psychic computers. Oh, well, that would explain all those blue screens of death just when you finished your assignment. And it explains why sometimes late at night on my computer, images of porn just turn up for no reason. I'm sitting there going, hmm, I must use Excel to... Uh, I must use my spreadsheet, my generic spreadsheeting program to... to Excel? Work. <laughs> Microsoft Excel? 
Microsoft, feel free to sponsor the podcast. Oh my God. Christmas time for giving stuff to us. Uh, Windows XP, out now. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, so and suddenly porn just turns up on my computer. Like, boop, all my numbers disappear. Boobs and penises and, 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 and other parts. I have the same problem, but mm. it's all pictures of you. With my boobs and my penis. Yeah. Aww. Dan. Yeah. You hate science, don't you? Oh, with a passion, a boiling passion. I know, we bring it up all the time. So you got to really. I hate want it. to burn science at the stake <laughs> and cut its head off for being a sorcerer. I don't hate science. I mean, biology. F- bad. But... Speaking of biology. Speaking of biology. What? You're, were you're, we? You're going to hate this. Wait. What have you done? Did you just lunge into one subject and then just bail out immediately? No, no, no. no this is what we're talking about. You know, last episode we were discussing extinction events. Uh, yes. And, and actually, it was in the point five and how much you you just you just hate it and and you hate animals and you. <laughs> Maybe I think that does was, not make me popular. I think that was I think it was your thesis. You hate life and you want humans to live everywhere. No, that wasn't what you said. But you should go back and listen to it, everyone. I, I I'm not popular. People go, "Are you a cat or a dog person?" And I go, oh, "I don't like either of them." And no. people don't like people do not bond with people who say that. I'm a dog person. I'm such a dog. Doesn't mean and this thing doesn't mean I don't like just like cats. If someone said to me for the rest of your life you have to have dogs or cats, I would pick a dog. Dogs are awesome. Anyway. Uh, but uh, now I, I've, I've had to go, oh, well, I need an answer. I can't just go, I hate all animals. Because that really, it people hate that. They get weirded out. So my answer is now scorpions. I love scorpions. Scorpions are awesome. You're a scorpion um, person. Uh, because it, then <laughs> if, if someone calls me to task and goes, I got your scorpion, I still don't have to touch it. Because it'll kill me. Well, not, no, not necessarily. Not an Australian one, no, no, obviously. Well, no, well, no it's, I was reading about this recently. The larger the scorpion, the less danger you're in. They rely on being violent and big and pincery oh, right. But the little one's like, you know, oh, I'm down. I've had a good life. Good well, life. also, Australian scorpions are nothing. Are they, are they're, they big? they're like wasps. Are they? They're little tiny oh. ones, but they're still like wasps. Don't tell everyone. We have to tell everyone how great... <clears throat> the American scorpions are the ones you got to look out for because you get stung by them and you die in like three days. They're the little ones, aren't they? The, yeah. I don't know how big they are, but probably the smaller ones, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, forget, yeah. forget scorpions. Talking about ecological niches and animals being pushed out, like the rhinos, um, the black rhino died, has died out. Was that right? The western black yes. rhinoceros, and, and yes. And died out. Now, there's an animal that died out quite a long time ago. So about 10,000 years ago, in fact. And, uh, the mastodon. Yes, you're, you're all way ahead of me. That's excellent. Now the I just guessed. No, no, but Could have been saber tooth to. tiger. That's one you go to. No, no, woolly I, mammoth? Yeah, yeah, woolly mammoth. Dodo? Yeah, woolly mammoth. Oh, mastodon is a woolly mammoth. Yeah, but uh, yes, you might as well. No, we're going to have to do that one. That'll be a walk of shame. But uh, yeah, right. much. No, well, It's mammoth. not a walk of shame if oh. we fix it up now. As far as I'm aware, a woolly mammoth and a mastodon, uh, I think that's like saying Homo neanderthalus and Homo sapiens sapiens are the same thing. I think that they're slightly separate. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Same gene. It's a big shaggy looking yeah, mammal. Yeah, I don't think they're the same thing. Oh, anyway. oh I can't wait for the walk of shame. <laughs> but anyway, so this is, I know this is what I'm talking about as a woolly mammoth. They died out about 10,000 years ago. A yep. big hairy elephant. Bigger than normal elephants, hairy, hanging out in, in the snow and going, rah! Yeah, and they're massive. And, you know, like, really, they're gargantuan. And, and, and humans, like, were like, go push them off cliffs and things like that. And they'd, like, they'd scare them with fire and they're all the, not off the cliff. And in Siberia, where the, the permafrost is melting, <laughs> permafrost melting, isn't that terrible? Yeah. Uh, welcome to the New World Order. And so, yeah, these bones of animals have been sitting in the ground for 10,000 years. Yep. And the difference between 10,000 years and uh, 65 million years for dinosaurs is that they, dinosaur bones, you don't find dinosaur bones. You find... Fossils of dinosaur bones, mm. right? They're not actual dinosaur bones. So you can't extract DNA from these things and make dinosaurs, unfortunately. No DNA can survive 65 million years. Uh, whether, it's, it whether it's formed, uh, yeah. saved in amber or not. Some of them, some of it has. I don't think so. No, they found uh, mummified no. dinosaur flesh. No, I don't think so. 
Well, I think they did. Well, I think we should find out. I think we will. That'll be a walk of shame yeah. for one of us. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty rare that one of us one of us is going to be wrong. Yeah. I am claiming right now that you cannot get flesh of a dinosaur. It would have to have been fossilized and no DNA can survive 65 million years. And I am claiming that dinosaur DNA, partial and broken DNA of some sort of dinosaur was found by scientists in the last five years or so. Do you like Team Wah? Do you like Team Beeston? <laughs> I'll see you in court. Now, these, <laughs> but what can, in 10,000 years, DNA can definitely survive, and it has. They find these ma- mastodons, or these woolly, sorry, woolly mammoths, in the permafrost, and they're digging them up and taking them away. And they've actually extracted DNA from them. And they're saying within five years, the Russian scientists are saying, we're going to clone these buggers because we've got elephants that are close enough to mm. them. So we, it's not as if you find some dinosaur, what would you put it in? A bird? Like, it'd be hard to... An ostrich? It, maybe. It, maybe that's, but, but it's but, a but, long time. Like, that's a long way away. Yeah, it's very different. Genetically very different. But an, an elephant is close enough and with enough immunosuppressant kind of stuff, I assume you could probably bring a woolly mammoth to term. And they're quite... Oh, that's going to be a painful birth, ex, though. Ex, oh, it's only wee. It's only a baby. Uh, and <laughs> it, it's, um, it's only a baby elephant. But, but you're an elephant. But elephants, I mean, it's not like there's a lot of wiggle room in, in, in your mammalian vagina. The vagina is made for a certain size object to come out of. And if you make that 10% bigger, that's going to be quite a nasty thing. This, these woolly mammoths are like four times as big as elephants. They're, 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 they're big. They're bigger. They're only four times as big, but they're not. They don't block up. I am saying. <laughs> We're making some major claims. But anyway, the point is this. In five years, they want to have a woolly mammoth walking the earth. Now, that's brilliant. To me, that's amazing. Like, you go, oh, my God, a woolly mammoth walking the earth. But really, what it's going to be is a mutant elephant. Yeah. But I, I had to think about this for a while. To me, I went, that's brilliant. Woolly mammoths walking the earth. But I went, but they're not woolly mammoths because, and this, you may be, people may disagree with this, but the, the, the culture of woolly mammoths is gone. Mm. They died out. And, and people are like, but it's an animal, Greg. And you, no, yeah, but they still passed information to each other individually. They still had, dolphins have names and things like that. They know they, they call. Maybe woolly mammoths did too. They know each other individually. Yeah, well, uh, elephants info- are quite smart. Yeah, and they pass on information, where to eat, where to travel, where to walk to, this was to the how crux. to run from the humans, you know. Uh, well, this was the crux of Jurassic Park 2, the novel by Michael Crichton. They brought back all of these velociraptors, but the velociraptors kept killing each other in the wild because they, they had no teaching that that all sorts of animals they have all this mimetic information Mm. all this learned behavior from their parents Mm. and these animals were stunted and broken and they weren't proper velociraptors and they didn't have a society like proper velociraptors because they just appeared don't get me wrong i would still go i will still go hog wild i'll certainly ride one given the opportunity (laughs) and hunt one too will it push it off a cliff that's like the old days oh what a thrill uh but i wonder what if you get tougher hair like what's what's that would, they, that would be awesome. Can you imagine they shave these damn things and then you have like woolly mammoth coat? Yeah. Uh, I'm Greg Wire and here's my woolly mammoth coat. Ba 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 woolly mammoth coat. I'm touching my thighs at the moment when I say that. I imagine it's quite coarse. Maybe. Maybe but, it's not. I mean those those horses, the know? sable horses where you get sa- sable paintbrushes, they have amazing properties in their hair and but, but beavers, badges? Uh, I think it's beavers. Mm-hmm. You get beaver fur for uh, shaving brushes. It's a special type of brush that the, the water is held within the brush bristles more effectively than any other animal. And so you can get real beaver skin. Be- we, we don't have to genetically engineer these things to know that. There is woolly mammoth fur out there. Oh. Because they're oh, yeah. in tundras and we just dig them up and go, there it is. Yep, yep. And <laughs> we yep. don't have to wait. I forgot we- about that bit. You can farm it now, though. <laughs> but the point is we can have woolly mammoths and I'm all for that. Hooray for science, bringing things back. Now, the question is, if you can do that, we can bring back Homo Neanderthalus as well. And there's a whole kettle of humans, which you'd have to start. Because what's the closest thing to breed it in? Us. 
So you'd have to get a woman who is willing to be impregnated oh. with Homo neanderthalus and its child would not be of the same species and you'd raise it like a human, but it would be robust. It would be thicker set. It would have a different sort of face. It would look like a human enough that you, they say you put it, put it in a shirt and a, and a coat and it would walk down the street. You wouldn't know, but it would be a very, it would be a different looking uh. human and it wouldn't be Homo sapien. And it wouldn't be able to homo learn sapien language. Sapien. It would be Homo sapien Neanderthal. No, Neanderthal supposedly could. They, they weren't stupid. But, but they wouldn't be able to learn our language. Why not? The human brain has evolved to deal it's with it. language over the last 40,000 years. And those died, parts of the brain... They only died out about 10,000 years, 15,000 years ago. That's, I, from what I understand... Neanderthal, it's... Neanderthal, Neanderthalus pretty much had... They, they had burial rites and they, had, they were pretty advanced people. Uh, in fact, that's the other thing I want to talk about very soon. We'll talk about them a bit more. But yeah, you know, they—they hmm. I can't say that. I can't say they had language, but they—we knew they buried their people and they made beautiful jewelry for their dead. And we know that that was that was us. That was them doing that. Hmm. They didn't seem to have as much art. We, well, we haven't found their art. They're not as arty as we seem to be. But they—it's all ice sculptures. <laughs> maybe it was. Maybe maybe they built spaceships and left. <laughs> Check your losers. We're going somewhere much more fun. Right, well, we're the advanced species. My guess would be they're not that different. I don't see why they would be different. Um, no. No, I'm, 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 huh. This is a very foolish thing for me to say, but <laughs> I'm sure I read, <laughs> I'm sure I learned at some point that, hu- that if you raised uh, someone from tens of thousands of years ago in a human culture, their brains would not be able to deal with language because that has been what some of the major parts of evolution over that time. And they just their brains would not be able to. They've got the wrong shaped bucket for that uh, information. May, maybe, maybe I have a problem with that. It seems a very short period of time. Language is much older than than even thirty thousand years. Like it's uh, not. I'm gonna have to look that individual up. Individual language is older than that. I mean, grunts and things. I know that's not pure language, but I think it's older than, than that. I do make up a lot of stuff. <laughs> but on I, this I, I, wanted, I wanted to just take this on. The other thing is another study which I found yep. quite interesting. Actually, won't talk about study. I'm, I'll put it to a question. Um, how did Neanderthals become extinct, Dan? How, uh, how, how do you know? Like, what's in your head? Uh, Neanderthals. Didn't we just out-compete them for resources? So that's that's one. That's yep. That's definitely that's, a that's what I heard. Yeah. So we out-competed them for resources. So we there's there's a couple I've heard. There's there's the, we out-competed them as in we just bred more. Mm. And, and they didn't survive because we, we just... We, yeah. we, we, we and don't we have 2% of Neanderthal DNA? Ah, that, that's interesting. That's, that, that, you, yes, yeah, because there's something about that. Yes, obviously there was some interbreeding going on. The other theory is that we warred with them and we killed them. Oh, yeah. There was a theory for a while that they were really good at running up with a spear and pokey-pokey, yeah. and, and we were very good at throwing. And they, they were saying they, their spears couldn't be thrown. Now, from research I've done recently, that doesn't seem to be as true. or that's not, the, that's not the accepted idea anymore. They were heavier set than us, and they could throw like the Dickens as, mm. just as well as we could so that was just silly they seem to though a lot of their men seem to have a lot of broken bones which healed compared to our species which I mean they obviously had broken bones but this means a lot of broken bones so just really clumsy or, or they, what it seemed like they like to get up and close and personal and wrestle the damn thing to the ground ah. that was stuff there they were much more willing to well, then again, you're hugely built and you're like well that's what, of course, what I'll do. I'll, I'll grab that ox and I'll twist its head off. Now, if you're one of us and you're like, oh, that, act, that, that yak's going to twist my head off, so you don't go near it, you go pokey pokey. Mm. Like, you stab it and you, like a Komodo dragon, you wound it and then you just follow. Because we're good at running or we're good mm-hmm. at jogging. So you just pokey and you just jog after it. And it bleeds, it bleeds, it bleeds. And it goes, oh, I'm tired. And you poke it again. And it goes, oh, shit. And it runs off and then it, ble- and then it just dies. And yeah. Goes, Yay. But of course, you're Neanderthal. You turn up and go, punch. And it goes, ah, and it's the end of that. Anyway. But the point is... You don't have to run back then. Yeah, yeah. You've got it. You eat it there or you take it home. Yeah, you don't have to keep this damn running. But 2% of our genome does seem to have Neanderthal. And that was interesting. So people said, oh, we obviously had mated with them. A new theory is, where they are the Neanderthals, we sex them out of existence. 
All right. I sorry, a little bit like as in, yeah. as in we humans love variety. Let's face it, humans love variety. It's, yeah. um, there's a whole idea of like, oh, that's different and exciting. And I, I always think it's because if you know it doesn't look like you, then of course. If you mate with it and have a child, the chance of being genetically mixed up. Oh, that's my, that's, yeah. my, that's my theory based on nothing at all. That's and a nice one, though. In Australia, there is a – I don't know how the rest of the world, but in Australia, there's a definite idea of the, um, the Eurasian being the most beautiful face, as in half European, half Asian. There's a, there's a, there's a, a oh, fetish. Yes. The fetish of the Eurasian. It's like half, one of your parents is European, one of your parents is Asian. Like, ooh, like that's, that's like the most beautiful person in the world mm-hmm. in lots of places I've looked. And I, my theory on that is because – Europeans and Asians don't normally haven't in, in the past mixed. They weren't able to. They were separated oh, yeah. geographically. So if you if you if you mate with a, if you're a European male lineage wise and you mate with a, an Asian female and you have a child, your genetics haven't been together for a long time. Yeah, and you'll be like a superhuman. I want to try to point out: as humans, modern humans look for difference and interest in difference. Even though you think, wouldn't you look the same? But no. wait a second, wait a second. Yes. But that doesn't make sense because. If you if you were a of European descent like me, yes, then and someone was half European, half Japanese, and someone was full Japanese, then I should be more attracted to the person who's full Japanese because they're not European at all. Still. Oh, I, oh no, I, I, that's fair enough. And I will say this is not. I'm not trying to say this is a definite. This is I, I, yes, and maybe people, Mexicans would find. I think that, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it, no, anything, anything that is anything, anyone that is very, very different to you. I think there's also there's, there's but, more than just one. There's more than one input here. People do fear change and weirdness mm. on that side. So if you, you walk in a room and you see something you've never seen, before, so the same but different. Yeah, that's I think, that's what marketing is. Yeah, yeah, same but same, same but different. I like that. Uh, there, there has to be some parts here that make you go yes. Maybe that's why the Eurasian face type in Australia is considered so attractive because it's close enough to you that you which whenever you are it's close enough to you, you go oh that, I like that bit of you because that looks like me I feel safe but that part of you is exotic and strange therefore I'm mm. excited by it our monkey brains are so dumb but no no it's not no no it's not I don't think it's monkey brain that's why I think it's interesting we kind of go oh I made this choice you made no choice mm. no choice this is hardwired uh, very very deep into you I don't believe it's. I don't honestly believe. Just it. like everything else. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Anyway, the point of this is Neanderthal, no free will. Neanderthals appeared about thirty thousand years ago. They started ranging further afield because the ice ages that kicked in, like we did, and they all ran around and had grand old time. Mm-hmm. And we didn't wipe them out. We didn't outbreed. We just bred with them. We just literally had sexed them out of existence, and they they bred with us, and their genetics went into us, and there weren't any pure Neanderthals anymore. They were us, or we the, the, the new version. Well, that's, that's... We we could actually breed with them. Is what they're trying to say. But they weren't breeding as much as us. Not in, yeah, not so their, their genetic diverse, their genetic pool, and our we, genetic we pool, ours got bigger our, faster. And we went into them and just went hey and absorbed them in. And yep. when you have two two po- populations madly meeting up, and the bigger one just took over, and in the end they mm. they just subsumed into our population. Mm. So when you ask where the Neanderthals are gone, they're right here. It's like saying where the dinosaurs gone, they're right here. They're just flying in our trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're running, running through the savannah as ostriches. They're here. We just, we just don't realize it. And uh, yeah, I, I, like, I, I like that. Mm. Part of me likes the idea that humans, we didn't go, we beat them to death. I like the idea we went, hey, We baby, loved them. Hey, baby, you want to help me make more humans? I'm like, yeah. And it's suddenly humans. Take it. So many humans. Sexy, sexy humans. <laughs> Edit out this embarrassing pause while I'm trying no, to find this. Oh, we always do. Uh, oh, actually, no, no, Brian, Brian, be very careful. 
Dan is our editor and he will stitch you up at every opportunity, just so you know. That's Dan's job. Uh, I will, of course, take out all the pauses except for the one that's interesting. <laughs> that's true.